Good morning, everyone. Uh, one of the challenges we have as Ash Wednesday, although it's not a holy day of obligation, the churches will be full. And sometimes I wish on the holy days of obligation, the churches would be full. <laughs> but folks have taken Ash Wednesday and elevated it, and that's good, um, to the, almost the status of a holy day. The problem is tomorrow the church will not be full. So one of the um, challenges is not to see Ash Wednesday just as the beginning of Lent, but it is. The ashes that uh, I will bless and people will receive uh, become a sign um, that the call to repentance and conversion lasts beyond a single day. The ashes are a reminder that conversion is ongoing, lasting beyond even the 40 days of Lent. That being said, Lent is an invitation for each one of us to plunge deeper into our relationship with Christ and through Christ to the Father and the Spirit. It is a time for us set aside to seek to live a more spiritual life, to pause and to take an honest look at the choices that we make and are making. In the intimate places of our hearts, we come to see more clearly where we are not loving as Jesus challenged us to do or to pray as often as we should. And uh, almsgiving, uh, that is more than just money, that is acts of justice and acts of charity towards others. Are we doing this? As Wednesday begins Lent and we naturally look to ourselves, and our constant need for conversion. And that is rightly so. That is one of the themes. But my friends, uh, if you go back and look at the scripture, surprisingly, the gospel begins not with ourselves, meaning the fasting, but with others. And Jesus begins by speaking about almsgiving. That is something one does to the other. Without this turning outward towards others, any inward turning runs the risk of being self-centered, and self-satisfied. Thus, Lent requires much discipline, prayer, meaning to connect with God. It is the giving of ourselves over to the divine presence, the ultimate act of self-surrender, fasting, making room for our Lord and his ways, almsgiving, Jesus' example of and his willingness to act with love and charity by reaching out to others. One of the ways we live out our love for God and neighbor is through charity, through service. Service is love and action. In serving another, we go out of ourselves and focus our attention and our kindness on the other. We link our intention to love with real practical deeds. The early Christians, likewise, were admired for their deeds of love. It was often commented, and it's finding in the scripture, see how those Christians love one another. It was apparent because their actions made their love very visible. As followers of Jesus, desiring to live out our relationship with Christ, we are called also to make our love known to others. And through service, through praying for them. My friends, um, Emeritus Pope Benedict XVI, in his, one of his encyclicals, uh, mentions that God is love. And uh, God is love mentions 
uh, meaning for us to understand this call to love through service by bringing to our attention the corporal works of mercy is what this Pope would talk about. These seven actions are clear and visible signs of our love for others. He went on, feed the hungry, give drink to the thirsty, clothe the naked, shelter the homeless, visit the sick, visit those who are imprisoned, and bury the dead. Jesus speaks about the first six of these in his parable, known as the sheep and the goats, in Matthew's Gospel. Jesus says that the proof of our love for him is evident when we act in loving ways towards those who are in need. Lent, with its marked sense of penance, has at its theme fasting and prayer and almsgiving. However, Lent is as much about acts of kindness towards others as it is about self-discipline to ourself, an old way of saying is self-mortification. And it is as much about proclaiming the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ as it is in reverent silence and reflection, which is also uh, one of the themes of Lent. And it is as much about action, doing something, as it is about prayer. It is as much about sharing with others as it is about the fasting in one's life. It is as much about repentance as it is about penance. We can do penance, but if we do not repent, it becomes worthless. Our Lenten season is also as much about righteousness as it is about sinfulness. Lent is as much about grace as it is about judgment. It is as much about joy as it is about somberness. Lent is a time of preparation, of salvation, of hope, of joy, about what will be at the end of our journey on this earth. So as you offer yourselves in prayer and fasting and loving service, you will become more aware of Jesus' love at work in your life as well. Your relationship with Jesus will become richer and more meaningful. So invest yourself in this season and open yourselves up to the love of God at work in and through you. And my friends, I always uh, remind everyone of these scripture pieces. Remember what the Lord asks first and foremost as sacrifice, a humble spirit and a contrite heart, Psalm 51. And from the letter to Hebrews, thus enter into your Lenten journey and obligations with that disposition and your Father, who sees what is hidden, will certainly repay you. My friends, today is a day of fasting and abstinence. Mother Church asks all Catholics, uh, other Christians, if they wish, uh, but we don't impose our rules on those who are not Catholic Christians, uh, to have one meal and maybe just a little bit, just to get you through the day. Fasting, that's what the fasting means, one meal. Abstinence means no meat. Uh, fish is allowed. But my friends, if you go and have a sumptuous meal on crab and lobster, because it is not meat, 
Is that really, is that appropriate? Think about the heart. What is in the heart? Jesus, for the past four weeks, I've been speaking about his values and what he wants and how it comes from the heart. So lobster and crab is not from the heart, <laughs> especially at the price they're getting these days for it. Hmm? You can certainly give that to the poor. Perhaps just some soup. Bee soup, no ham. The Mother Church says, who, who should be doing this? The Catholics between the ages of 18 and 60. Those who are younger than 18 and older than 60, you're not obligated to, but should your health allow, you should. Now, does that come from the heart? <laughs> For them, it does. <laughs> and my friends, as the scriptures tell us, don't let others know. So when you had to give up your coffee, your latte, your chocolate, don't make that faith thing. Give up chocolate. <laughs> I get to give up chocolate. I get to give up me. Yay. I get to pray more. Yay. I get to spend more time in the church. Ooh. That is the spirit. <laughs> that is what Jesus is talking about. If you walk around all grumbly today, Perhaps it's best to stay in your home, <laughs> in your private room where only God can see you and have a conversation with him <laughs> about the grumpiness. And my friends, fasting is not just about food, but also about uh, maybe fasting a little bit from the Internet and from Facebook and TikTok and Twitter <laughs> and all those other things. Almsgiving is doing acts of charity and uh, justice. Stand up for what is right. Speak out for what is right. When he says that, 